two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. That was Mrs. Wizard's first time being on the continent, being in the Mediterranean. And uh, <clears throat> and so, yeah, like she totally like took a couple of uh, pages out of my notebook last year. So we so when we were swimming in the Terranian Sea, um, they're off the like western coast of Italy. She totally drank seawater. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> nice. I uh, nice. uh, when we were in the Roman Forum, they they have a couple of olive trees there. So I plucked an olive and we ate and we ate one raw. We we shared that experience. <laughs> so <laughs> so I guess I'm just laying out. Nice. <clears throat> I, I guess I'm just laying out the grand tour where Josh. Eats olives and drinks seawater at various locations throughout the ancient world. <laughs> I am excited as shit to go to Iraq with you next year. That's yeah, the next that's one, I think, right? It's Persia. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, we got to go uh, yeah, to the Levant. Baghdad or Bust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we can head down to Egypt. Um, like, uh, wail and gnash our teeth at the loss of the Alexandrian Library. And then drink... Unfil- yeah, like un- untreated uh, water. <laughs> just like, just like the ancient Greeks and Romans and Egyptians. Um, but no, it was it was it was seriously uh, a, a great trip, a lot of fun. Um, and I know that you and your uh, lady wizard, you you also get get bitten by the travel bug every once in a while. And so you know, hey, you know, maybe that's maybe that's also something something in in the cards for you. Um, Coming up pretty soon. So. Yeah, yeah. I just gotta lock down that squirrely passport. So. Yeah, that's well, and man, uh, yeah. If if that also weren't just like, I, I I remember saying and thinking this last year too, um, b- before my overseas travels. Like, man, can like the geopolitics of the world just like cool down a little bit so I can go to Europe? <laughs> like, I don't want to. Like, I don't know yeah. if you you know caught some of the stuff, but um, I th- I think now they've kind of died down but um yeah the week we were in rome uh was the same week that there was all that unrest and rioting and protests in uh paris and like uh, oh yeah and yeah. we were for like a split second when we were thinking like oh what what would be a good anniversary trip well should we do paris and i immediately put the kibosh on that like no way i'm not going to go on i'm not going to go on vacation and have you know french people make fun of me screw that uh, and, and, and I'm doubly grateful, triply grateful that we didn't end up going there. Cause yeah, we, we could, could have been right in the middle of a, you know, like a French revolution part 37. Cause they're always doing that. <laughs> I'm so sick of summer reboots. I, I know. Right. <laughs> like, Hey listeners, go check out uh reboot deboot are like fr- our friends. They're not our sister podcast or not a brother podcast, but our, Second cousin once removed podcast. Podcast I guess. homies, yeah. Podcast homies, go go check out Deeper Reboot. Because um, yeah, summer summer blockbusters are just not what they used to be. But you know what is what it is going to be what it used to be because we're back from our week dark. It's this podcast, the Two Wizards podcast, and we're here. We're doing it. My name is Josh. 
and I am a wizard. And my name is Mark, <clears throat> and I'm a wizard, and yes, welcome back, and Josh, welcome back to you. Thank you. Welcome back, listeners, and it was only a week dark, but I feel like you and I haven't, like, talked to each other in, what, a month? It's, that, that always happens, man, because, like, w- the times where I've been gone, or the times when you've been gone, or when we've both been gone, it does, it's, it, it's, it's only a week. And we still like text. We'll still like 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 DM each other on Twitter and like share memes and stuff. But then it is. It's like, yeah. where is my friend Mark? I haven't spoken with him in so long. <laughs> that it is. It's this weird thing. Well, and um, <clears throat> God. Okay, this is the other thing too. Like listeners will know that all throughout the month of June, I had like low grade illnesses of some variety. Um. When, when we finally went on our Rome trip, I had a clean bill of health. And then as soon as I got back, wouldn't you know it, I got like the 24-hour flu. So if I sound a little phlegmy, I'm going to try to not cough directly into the mic um, or like clear my throat constantly. But if, if I sound a little phlegmy, that's why. Um, but you know what will help in like clearing all that junk out and really lubricating my voice ahead of this week's recording is taking a sip from... The from our trusted uh, wizard's cups here. And Mark, you asked me to prepare something, and I did, and I'm excited for it. What are we drinking this week? <laughs> well, what are you drinking this week? Because, like always, I gave you an assignment, <laughs> yes! and I couldn't follow through. Yes! But, 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 but as recompense, I'm sending you... I got a special uh, wizard's cup helper tonight. Oh, okay. I'm sending you my special little helper there. Okay, well, as, I, as I'm awaiting that uh, image to come in... I am drinking a Bloody Mary, um, which we did, when was the last time we did Bloody Marys? Wasn't it for like, it was one of our food episodes. All the time. We do them. Oh yeah, we we do them a lot. Well, and also like Red Snappers and um, Bloody Marias and things like that. So we do them constantly. And uh, my Mrs. Wizard, she, uh, let's see, was Svedka uh, vodka. And then what was the mix? Um, it was like Ting, Ting Tang, Zing Zang, something like that. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where is it? Uh, yeah, Zing Zang. There you go. Cause the Z kind of looks like a T. Don't make fun of me. <laughs> and as I was mixing and all that, I had to have a little sip and this is, this is pretty solid. I think I found my new, um, go-to mix of choice here for Bloody Marys. So. Right on. And also because I'm Josh. The olive wizard. I just I dumped half a jar of olives into it. <laughs> it wouldn't be a two wizard. It wouldn't be if you two wizards. On well, and I talked about eating one uh, there on Rome in the shade of the Capitoline Hill and all that. Uh, also, just a very quick, quick kind of funny story. As as I'm walking around with my um, giant mason jar, um, doing the responsible thing, wanted to like have some water beforehand, you know, stay hydrated hydrated all that mm-hmm. so i'm walking around with um my mason jar you know maybe like a third of the way full uh with water and the mrs wizard sees me it's like and she gives me this look like josh are you just drinking straight vodka <laughs> <laughs> and i was super tempted just to slam the rest of my water down and mess with her but i but i had to reassure it's like no baby and just just having some water at first and so we had a good laugh about it so anyway that's my long-winded story bloody mary's Mark, I, I I got your picture, and that is a great. That's a phenomenal um, <laughs> drinking companion you have there. Uh, they they sent those with the uh, listeners. Aww. My lady, my Mrs. Wizard bought a um, 
I don't even, uh, a, a Lapras pool float from the Pokemon <laughs> Center store. She's wanted one for years. Apparently, they came back in rotation, so she bought one. But it came with uh, two wee tiny two little floatable Laprases. That's sweet. For, for um, your beverages. And you can, like, for stick your, your drink yeah. in there. Yeah, for your beverages. But so, I totally misunderstood, because, like... In all the comings and goings and the whirlwind of texting and me losing the teleportation episode we were supposed to do tonight due right. to email issue. Yeah, that too. Um, when we did Weekly World News, you had mentioned that you saw um, Mountain Dew and you're like real tempt or uh, hard Mountain Dew and you're tempted to get it. Yeah, yeah. And so, and then we're like, oh shit, we're, well, we're going to do it this week. Mm-hmm. And so, and then I was like, or we can do bloodies depending on what we're doing. And I thought for sure we landed on doing the hard Mountain Dew. So I went out to buy hard Mountain Dew. And, of course, it's Alamosa, Colorado, and, you know, there's no such thing as supply chain or anything at all. At all. Uh, and I didn't get Hard Mountain Dew, but what I did do, Josh, mm-hmm. was probably make the worst mistake I've ever made in my life, oh. and I picked up the monster hard, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> it's called The Beast, it's and I've got beast. two flavors here before me. Oh, God. Um, I've got Peach Perfect or Scary Berries, <laughs> and I think I'm going to go with the lesser or the, the greater two evils with the Scary Berry first. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, and also, I, I, I may, after the break, when we switch it up, maybe I'll run down and grab one of mine in solidarity with you. Because um, it's also funny because, oh, is that? Oh, it smells like piss. It smells like straight fucking beaver piss. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, well, here. Let's just, let's just maybe down, down the hatch and then consequences be damned afterwards. Uh, but uh, here's on you, buddy. Cheers, good buddy. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. You, okay. You, you just don't smell it, and it's okay? Yeah. Well, you know, it's zero sugar, so it's clear, it looks like. Oh, oh no, it's got artificial red in there. Good. I'll get cancer from it, so don't worry. <laughs> nice. Nice. And it's probably got erythrol, so I can allegedly also have a stroke, so that's fine. <laughs> but also, I was glad to see that this is just, like, you know, water and booze and flavor, so it's not like... Yeah. Mark and Josh are going to get hammered on four locos again. Oh, my God. I still <laughs> think and cringe about that. <laughs> and 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 not, not cringe as in the whole, like, oh, whatever. No, like, cringe as in, like, physically kind of curl up because my body remembers what it was like to <laughs> drink that much four loco and read that much Lovecraft in one sitting. <laughs> Sometimes I get... Not bummed out, but sometimes I like to just go member when. Yeah. And I'll throw on the one that we did last year, the uh, ghost stories. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, think hole when you were in town. <laughs> and we drank um, we drank four locos again. And I, I remember the look on your face as your soul left your body <laughs> as you took that first Oblivion seeking gulp. Yep. <laughs> and I just, then I hear it on audio and I just think back fondly and smile and yeah. think, man, that really sucked. Yeah. And you know what else really sucks, buddy? <laughs> What we're talking about tonight. What we're talking about tonight. Well, it, well, but also what really sucks is uh, you mentioned this quickly um, that, that yes, you did have another episode prepped, and it's I was super excited for it. I thought it was a great topic, um, but it, it it just it just seemed to have disappeared, like vaporized, dematerialized out of existence. And maybe it's popped up somewhere else. Maybe we'll find it again somewhere else. This is kind of a first because we're doing the like prolonged kind of hinting at an episode, but we're not, but not the actual one we're going to do. It's one that we're going to do later on. Um, I really like to think I screwed up and like <laughs> sent it as like a legal SCA attachment for, to a provider. And they're like, what the fuck is this? And like, they read the whole thing. It's like, this isn't, 
This is an appropriate offer. What is he? What's this guy doing? <laughs> but yes, you know, maybe maybe we will. Maybe we'll reach. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll find that episode or one like it that would be impossible to tell the difference. So we aren't doing that one, but we are doing something else. And I think this is also very appropriate. Um, yeah, very, very much in our wizardy tower. Uh, mm-hmm. So Mark, we are, we are, we are sucking it up. <laughs> We're, uh, okay. Now I'm trying to think of a goat pun here. Well, okay. We can do this. We're, I don't know about you, but I'm really horny. Yeah, yeah exactly. Topic, yeah. Buddy. Yeah. We are, we are getting horned up. Um, <laughs> our puns are really bad. <laughs> what are we talking about, Mark? Before we start, I want to ask you a question. I always want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. I know I always do this. Okay. We talk about cryptids a lot. Mm-hmm. And Josh, essentially what is a cryptid, right? It's, yep. it's a thing that is based off of folklore. Maybe there's some anecdotal evidence and there's some like blurry at best pictures taken of it from like, Super far away. I always think about um, Issy, the Japanese yeah. uh, lake monster. Mm-hmm. It was taken with that like Nikon 8 trillion zoom lens right, right. from like a mile and a half away. And you're like, that looks like shit. I'm like, that's a mile away. Like, okay, fuck. It looks really good. Oh, Never yeah, mind. It take really it back. Yeah. <laughs> but so we always talk about like, how do you prove a cryptid? Well, mm-hmm. you got to have a body. Yeah. What happens when we get an answer that we don't like mm. and you find out that reality just kind of sucks? Well, you get tonight's subject, Josh. The Chupacabra. The Chupacabra. Man, if I, uh, I, I, I think I'm mostly over my jet lag, but I still might have a little residual jet lag. Otherwise, I totally should have had my trumpet ready, and I could play the little. Could have, could have done that. Sorry, apologies. I'll do better. I'll do better. But it's all right because I'm pretty sure this is going to be a three-part episode. Oh, brilliant. The um, Chupacabra. <laughs> The chupacabra. Specifically tonight, we are only talking about one type of chupacabra because after doing quite a bit of research on this, this has been a back burner for some time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I, when I lost teleportation, I panicked and I was like, you got, I've got a, you know, I've always got a rotating log of unfinished shit. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you need something different. Mix it up. Chupacabra. That's great. You can knock that out in an hour 30. Call her good. Oh, buddy. Was I wrong? Um, (laughs) This may be one of the most confounding cryptids in the entire world. The Chupacabra, or the Goat Sucker, Mm -hmm. for those of you who don't, Abla the Espinol, Mm -hmm. it first came bouncing into the scene in the magical year of 1995 in a small village of Puerto Rico and was allegedly responsible for the murder by exsanguination of a ton of farm animals. Literally tons, Josh. Tons of farm animals. Wait, 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 wait. This this only started in 1995? Yeah. This is unreal. (laughs) I could have sworn this was something like... That had gone on for centuries. Oh, baby. But therein lies the rabbit hole oh, that I okay. went down. Already. Oh, dude, that's why I said I thought I was going to, like, just take this cute little, like, trip and just like, oh, yeah, we can knock this out. Chupacabra's bullshit. It's not real. It's whatever. No. Before I get too far ahead of myself, this is one of my super sourcey source ones. So, in no particular order, Chupacabra Road Trip by Nick Redfern. It's really good. Ooh. Tracking the Chupacabra, the beast in fact, fiction, and folklore by Dr. Benjamin Radford. Attentive listeners may remember him from almost any other cryptid episode we do. I'm a huge fan of this man. Ooh. He spent five years studying the Chupacabra in Puerto Rico, collecting, like, local indi- or, like local folklore. Ooh. 
Um, really put his ankles in it. Um, fantastic book. Thanks. Chasing the Chupacabras. Why people would rather believe in a blood-sucking red-eyed monster from outer space than a pack of hungry dogs by Anna E. Strachan, uh, BA, Cognitive Neuroscience, Harvard University, 2001. Uh, Princeton has a cached collection from a, an entire like cached Chupacabra website by a journalist named Tito Armstrong. Hmm. Um, this page is from, it started in 1996. Remember when websites were just about one thing, Josh? Because, oh, baby, do I remember. Oh, man. Oh, man. And uh, finally, just rounding out with some, like, ge- or geographic information, uh, Wikipedia was real helpful here, here, and Google Maps to try and, like, pinpoint where all this was. Also, all this research takes, with the exception of um, Bradford's book, it was published in, I want to say, 2010, but his stuff is still early thousands. This is all late 90s to early thousands, so it's a great snapshot of cryptozoology and just the world at the time. Oh, wow. That's... So, we're going to attempt to get into the bottom of this uh, Madriguera del Conejo. That's rabbit hole. Thank you. (laughs) But before I do that, I got to ask you, Josh, what do you know about the chupacabra? So I guess, like I was saying, I I always was operating under the idea that yeah, this was a like uh, uh, a creature in the sort of Central American, uh, South American cultural expression, maybe even imported from Spain. Um, that yeah, it's this it's this creature. It's this kind of kind of small, kind of crafty. Maybe it's four legged. Maybe it's two legged. Um, this little thing that sneaks around at night, and uh, I believe you already used the verb uh, desanguinates. Um, the local livestock it 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 sucks them dry of their blood, and uh, yeah, it has been a consternation to to many a um, Hispanic. Uh, rancher whether or not it's a like an alien like i don't know i i've heard that put forward i don't necessarily subscribe to it but yeah so that's my that's my understanding of it and you're blowing you're you already blew my mind saying like no this just started in 1995 (laughs) (laughs) yes maybe i i honestly don't because i honestly like as i correlated the context of my understanding i really I got upset. I'm not going to lie. I got really pissed off as I wrote this because I'm like, no, fuck you. It's deeper than this. Uh, at this point, I, it is my working theory that there are at least three separate species of animal that may be um, a chupacabra or may not be. Okay. Honestly, it might be three different types of cryptid. Mm-hmm. And at least two of them have been with humanity for as long as humanity has been a thing. Okay. Okay. I can do that. It's... It's it's insane to me. So we're just gonna we're just gonna get into it. Again, this is only the Puerto Rican chupacabra. I'm not talking about the broke ass dog thing that someone shoots one of in Texas every couple of years and I shot me a chupacabra. <laughs> uh, DNA analysis revealed it was a coyote with mange. That's not what we're doing tonight, buddy. Right. This is right. straight up scaly winged blood sucking horror in the jungles of Puerto Rico. Love it. Uh, we're gonna start at the very bottom with the first ever alleged attack. Of something mm. in Puerto Rico, something of this type. Oh wait, I should also say this before I get too deep into it. Hey, uh, trigger warning for animal mutilation, because yeah. holy shit, like yeah. you thought a uh, vampire beast of Bladenborough was bad. This, oh baby. Yeah, right. No, I, 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 uh, I, I don't necessarily subscribe to the like trigger warning uh, uh, paradigm, but but absolutely in this case, yeah, I fully believe that <laughs> this. This can be extremely upsetting. So, 
Yeah. Getting that out. Just there. heads up, guys. <clears throat> I also made a point to not make it too gruesome. But, yeah. But you know, kind you, of what we're dealing with. You err on the side of caution. Mm-hmm. In 1975, in the village of Mocha, there was an outbreak of animal murders. These murders were punctuated by the draining of blood with a series of small puncture wounds across the body, leading many to point out that this was probably the work of a vampire. Because, of course, it would be. Um, The possibility of a satanic cult doing this was also tossed around because it was 1975 in rural-ass Puerto Rico, and, of course, it's Satanist. It's always Satanist. (laughs) Thus, the legend of the vampire of Mocha was born. Two men came forward and even reported witnessing an attack one night, saying the creature looked like a giant bat, having great fangs and huge membranous wings. Remember the huge membranous mm. wings. Now, I also want to point out that this initial rash of animal attack slash mutilation, this is two years after the initial rash of cattle mutilations in the United States that started in 1973. Oh, okay. All right. And... That is an episode for a different time, because god damn it, Josh, you want to talk about a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. The stories of the vampire of Moco, Mocha, sorry, Mocha, not Booger, yeah. Mocha. <laughs> um, the stories of this vampire continued in circ- or continued to be circulated by Puerto Rican newspapers for about a year after that. Okay. And then it just kind of died. And then it just, nothing happened. Mm. Until 1995, in March, in the village of Orocovis. When eight sheep were found drained of blood with three identical puncture wounds in their neck. Now, this looked like a triangle. Not like three, like one, two, three. It was like a triangle punch. Mm, Gotcha. Like one single location in their necks. All eight sheep were drained of blood. For whatever reason, local authorities said it was probably just foxes. Because that's how foxes bite things is with three and then they drink their blood. As we all know. As we all know. And then in August of that year, the Mierde really hit the fan when the town of Canavas was hit with 150 animal kills in the form of sheep, goats, cattle, dogs, chickens, turkeys, as well as, like, animals inside houses. So, like, pet rabbits, pet cats, shit like this. All of these cases involved identical puncture wounds in in the neck, and they were all drained of blood. Uh, it was also at the time that the name of the, mo- the monster was given a name by a comedian named Silverio Perez. When he realized that, well, this thing sucks a lot of goats dry, call it the chupacabra, <laughs> goat sucker. Chupa is the verb to suck. Cabra is the noun for goat. Chupa, cabra. Hooray for language. <laughs> and also because, like, chupa vaca or chupa gato or chupa pero, that just doesn't sound yeah. quite right. Yeah, it doesn't quite, yeah. right. It doesn't quite roll off the tongue. Um, capture the imagination to the same extent. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, just not quite as mysterious. Mm. Um, In this village of Canavas, a woman named Madeline Tolentino came forward as an actual eyewitness to an attack. She described the thing as walking or maybe bouncing upright like a kangaroo. Oh, God. It was about three to four feet tall with a hunchback covered in ridge spikes and had a pair of it had a pair of smallish wings, long, thin, hairy arms with a clawed hand, a grotesque face with forward-facing eyes Ooh. that glowed red when she saw them. Mm-hmm. It then hopped and flew. It then like hop flew away from her, or hopped flew away from one of the animals that it had just exsanguinated into the night. It. I don't like the little wings. It grosses me out. I don't like the bouncing. It grosses me out. Yeah. This is a gross case. Yeah. And it's at this point where we get our first kind of hiccup in the case as descriptions of this thing aren't solid. According to the mayor of Canavas, Jose Kimo Soto, we're about to hear a bunch from him later on, 
um, who also saw the creature, he said that it stood upright and kind of crow hop, but also flew. It would use the wings to like kind of gain some the way that a chicken flies. Okay, yeah. You know, like chickens mm-hmm. don't fly; they kind of yeah, they down hop. Yeah, exactly. Right. right, right. But instead of the small forward-facing eyes, it had large red wraparound eyes, like you see with like the gray aliens. Oh, okay. So, so I position well, More, and, yeah. and I position is important because like. Forward facing typically characterizes a predator versus like more on the sides. Mm-hmm. Typically, does not. Um, uh, but okay, very interesting. Very interesting. It also had spikes that ran down the length of its head, neck, and back. Grayish skin that looked like fish scale, and he reported seeing a long, slavering tongue, which he took to be the thing's sucker. Hmm. Gotcha. Okay. According to a road trip in, or sorry, according to an interview in Chupacabra Road Trip by Nick Redfern, a former professional motorcycle racer turned owner and operator of the Wind Chimes Inn named Norka. She had an incident with a large winged sucking creature in her own time in the El Yunque rainforest in the summer of 1975. Now, yes, Josh, I know what you're thinking, but Mark, wasn't that the same year the vampire Mocha came? Yeah, baby, it was. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, Norka was out and about one night at this uh, Wind Chimes Inn, which I guess it was like her family home, and then it was passed to her, or she, I'm not sure if she bought it with her motorcycle champion, or her motorcycle racing money, or what, or is passed to her, but either way, she owns and operates it now, and she lived there at that time in the 1970s. Um, it backs up to the El Yunque Rainforest. It's this colossal rainforest on a mountain in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. It's apparently, by all accounts, beautiful. And if you get a chance to go check it out, you really should. Okay. But after doing this research, I have no desire to do so. <laughs> right. <laughs> On a side hill at the foot of her house, uh, Norka found one of her beloved pet dogs had been killed. But instead of being exsanguinated, it was exboninated, or whatever the Latin for skeleton is. It was missing its entire skeleton, Josh. It was literally a doggy bag. A bone vampire. Now it's the bone vampire. <laughs> it was the bone vampire. It was El Chupanibre. <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah, this is just, uh, this is wacky. This is already going off in in like a dozen different directions, and I'm loving it. (laughs) It's crazy. It's so crazy. Um, She took her doggy bag to a local vet who was honestly mystified at how an animal with no incisions on it could also have no bones inside of it. (laughs) No bones. I just, I want to drive home again. There was no bones in this fucking dog, Josh. Just to like give this dog a bone because he ain't got none. <laughs> Just the like cold scientific delivery that you gave of that. They were curious how this animal with no incision on it didn't have any bones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I just don't know. Yeah, several weeks later, Norka reported driving home in the early evening when she saw something huge standing in the road. As she came closer on her motorcycle, she realized it looked like a large bat standing upright, except it was like five feet tall. I mean, that would be a large bat. That'd be a very large bat. Would be a monster Monstrous bat. bat. It walked slowly up the road on two very muscular legs. She noted that it was dark brown in color and had a large pair of wings tucked tightly against its back, with two clawed hands hanging loosely at its side. The creature then looked at Norka with the face of a demon, complete with blazing red eyes and a mouth that hang that hung open limply with two bright gleaming fangs. 
maintaining eye contact, the thing opened a set of membranous wings that were 15 feet wide, or as wide as the span of the road. Oh my god, that's crazy. 15 feet? Jesus. It was 15 feet wide, just... Ugh, it's gross. Yeah. Um, it was then that Norka realized these wings were connected to the arms like bats are. Or like a... <coughs> Basil Pterosaur. <laughs> um, excuse me, something in my throat. I think I caught your... Uh, 24-hour bug, Josh. <laughs> it then flew away into the night. This is interesting for a couple reasons. Number one, this is the only sighting of a chupacabra, maybe, with wings that large, at least in Puerto Rico. Listeners, stay tuned for next week. This sighting also predates the 1995 attacks by 20 years. However, it wasn't the only giant winged thing on the island. In February of 2005, a rash of animal mutilations broke out in a rural village in Puerto Rico. Witnesses described a six-foot-tall bird that would sprint through the jungle before taking flight during twilight. So, you could, they, according to Chupacabra Road Trip, villagers would hear this damn thing running, like sprint running through the forest, and then they'd see it like clear the tree line and take off. That's. That's incredible. We should point out, per our giant bird attack, there is nothing like that in the entire goddamn natural world that we know of. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, dang. <laughs> dang, that's crazy. <laughs> this is an isolated event, but it bears mentioning because it is connected to a giant winged thing and also um, animal mutilations. These animals were also drained of blood. Man. Really, really liking blood, whatever these things are. Mm-hmm. In the city of Caguas, a chupacabra was blamed for killing dozens of turkeys, rabbits, goats, cats, dogs, horses, and cattle. Everything. It also broke into a little girl's room and ripped apart a stuffed bear, pissed on the floor, and then ran out the window. I'm editorializing here because it said there was a puddle of slime that stank. Ugh. I'm saying it pissed on the floor. Mm-hmm. I prefer to believe it just peed on the floor because what do wild animals do? They eat all your shit, yeah. rip apart your stuffed animals, and then they piss on the floor. Mark their territory. According to the little girl who saw it, it had hairy arms and glowing red eyes. These attacks continue throughout the year of 1995, rounding, and mind you, this kicked off in August of 19... That's when this shit really hit the fan, like... So, it rounded out the year with over 1,000 reported animal deaths. Whatever was responsible was said to look like a monkey, maybe kind of, sort of. To be fair, rhesus monkeys do live on the island, but they're not really predatory mm-hmm. or you know able to fly mm-hmm. or piss sulfur smell the mystery the mystery beast had large oval red eyes that sometimes could glow and sometimes they didn't mm. gray skin a long snake-like tongue fangs and long spinal or long quills that ran down the spot sorry long quills that ran down its spine as well as a set of wings those who saw it said it stood between four and five feet tall, would often hop like a kangaroo, and left a foul sulfur stench anywhere it went. At some of the kill sites, there were unidentified three-toed footprints also found. Once again, nothing leaves the three-toed track. Yeah. Uh, cassowaries, but it wasn't a goddamn cassowary. <laughs> it's not a cassowary. <laughs> like, yeah. this is not a bird. I need to be abundantly clear here it's not a bird. <laughs> um, we also need to take a beat here. You already aptly hit this. Uh, when you said that, wait, I thought this thing existed for years. Most cryptids we talk about have a footing in at least, like, loose, like, mytho-history folklore. Right, yeah. Like, there's always been stories of, you know, a, a giant hairy man in the woods. There's always been stories of, you know, the creatures that live beneath Rattlesnake Island, also known as Monster Island, and you got to throw a sheep in there to, like, placate yeah. them. 
But the Chupacabra was different. It just showed up out of nowhere. In 1995, this thing just hit the scene and got straight to work. And nothing like it had ever been seen before. I, and, and, and like, I, I, I guess I'm also sort of remembering our um, modern yokai episode where we were talking about like, okay, we're going to try as much as possible to only talk about yokai that had come up. And we even gave ourselves back into like, yeah, like Meiji restoration. We even went back to like the 1800s and we were still struggling like, okay, well, yeah, this thing is a common thing, but it also appeared in literature back in like the, you know, 14th century. But this is literally one that's just like, I don't know. That's wild. That's so wild. Maybe. I want you to remember this moment because next week you're going to like fly down to Alamos and whoop my ass. (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> oh baby it got so stupid Alrighty. um meanwhile back at the plot in the town of Canavas, attacks had become so bad that mayor Kimo, after receiving zero aid from either the puerto rican or united states government decided it was time to take matters into his own hands and do what josh that's right baby <gasps> you're gonna reunion un pandilla <laughs> mark cue up el foggy mountain breakdown <laughs> An espinol for <laughs> Um, so Josh, this is a quote from that um Tito Armstrong guy from his cache um website in nineteen ninety six. Again, this is hot off the presses. Oh this is internet reporting at its finest. I guarantee you it is not fake news, but Josh, it is also not weekly world news, and I defy you to tell me that this doesn't read just like a weekly world news article. I was just but gonna Josh, say, if you would kindly I, I was I was skimming through and already I'm like, oh god, here we go. But <clears throat> here we go. <laughs> Kimo has assembled a crack anti-chupacabra team and hopes to apprehend the beast sometime this year. He has devised a state-of-the-art, quote-unquote, cone trap, which will no doubt trap the blood-sucking monster within the month. Kimo, who happens to be up for re-election, is running on the anti-chupacabra ticket and hopes to ride it to victory during the November elections. Uh, He has undergone rigorous preparations in order to trap the elusive chupacabra. He has seen all the Indiana Jones movies at least twice (laughs) and was seen buying a leather whip at the local Sears. (laughs) Kimo has already, excuse me, Kimo has also prepared for the eventuality that the Chupacabra may be a vampire since it actually does suck out the blood of its victims. He has bought a 12-inch crucifix and has eaten enough garlic to classify his breath as a lethal weapon. As a precaution, he will carry a water pistol filled with holy water. (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's phenomenal that's just phenomenal we we have been very lucky to get some pretty amazing accounts of idiot beast hunters not even idiot i'm not gonna call them idiot idiot's the wrong word beast hunters of just man big old swinging dick men who got nothing better to do on a Saturday night than to pop a bunch of garlic because you ain't getting a date and go beat the El Yunque rainforest <laughs> with your buddies <laughs> with the crucifix and your whip that you brought from a Sears. This makes me think of like, you know, when they were doing the like um, hunting La Bette and they would like dress the soldiers up as women. Yeah, right. Or like, yeah, or like Bladenboro when it was, what, 800 people just descended on that one swamp and they shot a bobcat and they're like, we got it! I mean, if there's true, right, there's, I, I don't know if there's any better evidence um, to the to the idea that 
what is a way to unite a group of people is to give them like an enemy is to like give them something to like even just the possibility the like potential to track a thing down and shoot it in the face <laughs> like nothing would unite you know <laughs> i just have such a perfect like mental image of like chemo and his buddies like all huddled together watching um the temple of doom <laughs> <laughs> they're all strolling over to Sears and like checking out various types of whip and <laughs> I just love that do you see there do you see there how he reaches for his heart don't let him reach in there for your yeah, heart right exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh man Manuel does his whip make me look fat yeah bro, yeah, bro. go for the cowhide oh you're right man thank you <laughs> Hey, hey, so you think I should get a, a, a 12-inch crucifix or maybe the 24? No, nah, man. If you get the 24, people think you're compensated for something. Verdad. Simon. <laughs> There's also a scene in there where he goes to the priest... And like, you know, you walk in and there's like, what do you call it? The, the you know, the, the altar that holds the holy water and the, oh yeah, the, know, the, the, the church. Carnifex. Oh man. I'm, I'm a bad Catholic. I'm not Catholic. Yeah. I'm a terrible Catholic. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even Catholic, but <laughs> there's a scene in there. He like looks around a little bit and like pulls out this like little see-through plastic water gun and like yeah. pops the cork <laughs> and like starts doing the priest walks in. Uh, Mr. Mayor, uh, blah, 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 blah. What are you doing? Oh, I, um, uh, what? Uh, just, uh, what? And that this is the basis, right, for his political campaign, too. That's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay, on the one hand, it's so good. And then I get to thinking about it. It's like, or is this man just like, you know, kind of pulling the Ron DeSantis trick of throwing crazy shit at the wall to see what works. Like, I'm going to get rid of weed. Yeah, that's what the people need. It's like, Mr. Mayor, the the, the people of kind of are, are, are starving. Uh, it's that fucking chupacabra. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> that chupacabra's out there getting your kids. <laughs> Speaking of things that are getting to our kids, I opened my Beast Unleashed Peach Perfect really quick here. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That is gross, and I am super... It tastes like... Dude, it tastes like peach rings. It is. All right, I'm in. I'm in, monster. You sweet. And it's sugar-free. It's sugar-free, Josh, so... And it's sugar-free. I don't know. I don't know if we're giving Chemo too much credit or not enough because he's either the most, like, boots-on-the-ground, badass public servant we've ever had, or he's a fucking lunatic misappropriating what little public funds this Puerto Rican (laughs) village had in 1995. Either way, he's my new hero. Um, as of, I couldn't find a lot on him, but I did find a little bit saying that as of 2005, he still carried a cell phone on his person, and that line acted as Puerto Rico, the entire island nation of Puerto Rico's <laughs> Chupacabra emergency hotline, and he would personally go investigate. <laughs> I mean, this guy's committed, right? He's committed to this, and I again, maybe. Maybe it's a case of him, like you know, having to keep up pretenses, or or maybe maybe truly, maybe truly, he's he's just going for it. But God, I just love that. I just love I, that. I prefer to think he was. I I honestly do believe that he thought that the chupacabra was real, and he thought he was the man to kill it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I um, I was reading in that one paper from um. Oh, I can't tell your name. I cited at the very top of it why people would rather believe in a blood sucking alien. 
and he talked in um she was talking about how like the idea that this thing just like got yes anded from something that was killing animals to at one point he was pretty damn sure that it was either an alien or a demon because everybody reported the smell of sulfur mm. anywhere it went. Mm-hmm. And, you know, demons equal brimstone. Yeah, like, I mean, that, that could be Just it. that, but he was but he was like, no, this is a key. This is a clue. Like, And so he made a point to talk about how, like, anywhere he went, he would keep his, he would keep a nose out for the scent of sulfur. And I'm just like, right on, man. Just, yeah. You do you, homie. Yeah, like. exactly. No, it's it's awesome. Yeah. I again, I crazy mad props for this guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, our respect for him, notwithstanding, I don't got to tell you that all these chupacabra hunts were not successful. <laughs> yeah, because attacks continued. Mm-hmm. Uh, per chupacabra road trip, um, Redfern interviewed a cockfighter named Jorge who detailed an attack in 1997 or 1998. Jorge wasn't sure, but goddammit, he's a cockfighter, not a calendar. <laughs> uh, Jorge reported being woken up one night by his cocks. Freaking out, Josh. <laughs> in, the mor- in the morning, he awoke to find his big old cocks all rock hard. Because yep. they were dead. They were dead. All with identical puncture wounds in their necks. I See, and that's just it, man. Like... <sighs> The the puncture wounds. What is going on with these puncture wounds? What is this? What's happening? Just the just the puncture wounds, and that's where it gets kind of sticky. Or not sticky, but just it just gets weird. I yeah, don't it's just weird. It gets real weird. It's about to get weirder here. All these cocks were rock hard, Josh, mm-hmm. but there was no blood in these cocks. And there was also no blood on the wounds on the cocks. To compound the weirdness, these are fighting cocks. Which means they're what? That's right, assholes. Mm-hmm. They have to be kept in separate cages. Otherwise, they're going to kill them. They're going to kill each other. Yeah. So somehow in the middle of the night, two dozen cocks were opened in their cages. That's right. I made a second, third, fourth dick joke. And then drained of their blood. I've now set a new two wizards record for the amount of dick jokes in one segment. But I need to be a thousand percent here. Clear it and say Jorge found 12 or found two dozen dead roosters. Each in their own individual cages, which had to be opened with a spring catch mechanism. So something with an opposable thumb Mm -hmm. that did it. Two dozen roosters were drained of blood and two dozen were dead. And it happened pretty goddamn quick. He also found some coarse hairs sticking out of one cage. They were taken by police to be analyzed. And of course, nothing came out of it because this is 1997 or 1998 Puerto Rico. And not a goddamn CSI Miami lab. Yeah. In November of 1997, the Chupacabra decided to get real busy. It killed two goats, draining both on a farm, and then took off with a kid. Read that as child goat, not a kid. It took me okay, a couple passes okay. to get that one. Where I was like, oh shit, they got yeah, a kid, but that's no. A huge, a baby yeah, that's, that's a huge yeah. escalation right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh shit, it got a kid. Um, but it killed and drained two goats and then stole a baby goat on, her, on a farm in Loiza. Uh, the farmer who reported this attack said that he was awakened around 2 a.m. by the sounds of panic in his livestock, which he reported sounded like they were being chased by Satan. And this is livestock as in horses and cattle. Jesus. Like, you can stampede cattle pretty easy and you can spook a horse pretty easy, but, like, there's a certain something-something to scared horses. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah, it does. It takes it takes a little extra to, yeah. 
then, on the 17th, the chupacabra was apparently still hungry because it attacked a farm near Arecibo and killed 34 hogs. Oh, my God. Same way. Totally drained of blood. Happened super quick. Um, it's also, there's a sad note to this. These hogs were living on a farm that was being worked by prisoners, and these prisoners were raising the hogs for the prison's upcoming Christmas dinner. Aww. So the chupacabra not only killed the pigs and the kid, it also stole Christmas. So now we got a Grinch-level situation, goddammit. Yeah, no, truly, that, uh... And these numbers are amazing to me. Two dozen roosters, 34 hogs, like... And it's 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 pigs like it's, it's a hog it's a it's a pig yeah, Josh it's a hog yeah, right. like That's it's huge this isn't a little thing yeah. like it's a, it's a large animal. <laughs> and once again, to beat home the point, there is no blood found at the scene during an attack in July of 1998. A peacock breeder named Dominic was awakened to hear his birds screaming in the early hours of the morning. He reported finding four dead peacocks, all drained of blood, with only a single puncture wound in the neck. Whatever had gotten to the birds had gone gotten into their enclosure by ripping through a by ripping through a fence just to get into it. Hmm. So not only do you have, you know, something coming in to kill them, it also has super strength. Right, yeah. Yeah. We also got to point out here what a land of contrast Puerto Rico is in the 90s. Um amazing economic highs and amazing economic lows. You have Jorge the cockfighter mm-hmm. who loses 24 chickens and that's probably his livelihood for the year mm-hmm. versus Dominic the peacock breeder who had like a not to say that Jorge didn't keep his, you know, fighting cocks well. Like, you know, you all of these animals are are, are lovingly cared for. They are his, you know they there is income. Like Right, yeah. But still like so you have rich farmer, poor farmer, and both farmers are getting hit. And in both cases, whatever defensive perimeter you have, it doesn't count for shit. Yeah, right. Because it can either open the cage or just rip through your fence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, or, or, or and then also uh, Arecibo. That's that's the site of the, I would say, world famous radio telescope. So like even uh, like even that's a whole other kind of element to it as well. Jeez. So like I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is an alien. Maybe it's like oh here's this like giant rate radio telescope. Uh, then we're gonna like set up shop near and then just lay out like poach the local livestock. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I, yeah, it, I don't, I don't know. So Dominic was pissed as you want to be because peacocks are expensive birds to raise and he wanted revenge. He was also worried about his remaining birds. So he did what any good animal owner would do. And he set up shop or, you know, he set up, uh, how would you say this cooler? So he set up a defensive position inside the coop with a flashlight and a folding chair because I don't know. Bring a goddamn gun. I don't know how a farmer doesn't have a gun. Right. I'm not asking questions, but it's cool. Just Hulk Hogan chair shot him. That's fine. It's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, he also got lucky. And that very same night, whatever the hell that thing was, well, it came back through the same hole in the fence as before. Um, Dominic heard the creature enter the coop and immediately turn on the flashlight. And in the beam, he described seeing terror. This is taken directly out of Chupacabra Road Trip. It was four feet long and tan. It then reared up on two legs as soon as the beam hit it. The creature popped a row of spikes up along its back, and its eyes, which were black, turned into blood red. Ooh, the baby. thing stood unafraid of me, hissing and swaying slightly on its hind legs. Oh, 
while Dominic sat frozen in his little chair in abject horror. It was at this point the Chupacabra decided he didn't want that smoke and decided to fuck off and ran into the night. Dominic said he saw the creature several more times, but it was the last time that it tried to get into his birds. Wow. That's a... Oh, my God. (laughs) That is a description that will... That will stay with me for some time. Woo-hoo-hoo. I just, I hate that. I hate the idea of, like, you hear the thing, and he talks about it. He talks about, like, the thing walks into the bar, and he's like, here, I got you, fucker. And he flips the light on it. And at first he thought it was a dog until it stood up and then, like, raised neck spikes defensively. Like, yeah. the eyes go from black to, to blood red, like. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's a... I, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just picturing like if Doctor Zoidberg actually were like scary and menacing, right? The little like the like crest Ooh. comes up. Ooh, gross. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Oh god, he's going full cockatoo. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's going full cockatoo. His his eyes turn. Well, I, and, okay, granted, he already has the kind of uh, red uh, carapace, whatever. So so like his eyes turning red wouldn't be quite as. But still, man, oh boy, that's, that's rough. That's a rough one. <laughs> it's real bad. Mm. Uh, well, well, Mark, again, trying to like, you know, lest, lest I have um, chemo and his posse come after me with this horrible garlic breath, I, I should probably take a quick break from um, drinking Bloody Mary. Uh, and I'm going to have to switch it up a bit. So I'm, I'm, I'm following up here. Also, I think, appropriate. Uh, but following up here with a nice, lovely Corona. Uh, nice. So, yeah. Nice. In, in full transparency, um, that peach one was actually really gross, and I felt it upsetting my stomach. So no, man. Yeah. I went ahead and slammed it, but I got one more here that I am really excited. Read that is terrified to try. Uh, <laughs> white haze. See, yeah. It's in a white that? can. <laughs> What was I, I think it was a Reddit thing. And granted, it was talking about, like, smells and stuff. But, yeah, somebody had a... Yeah, it was either Reddit or maybe it was a tweet or something. So it was like, man, girls are so lucky. They actually get to, like, smell like smells. Like, they buy lotion or shampoo, and it's like lavender or vanilla. But men have to have, like, extreme sport. Like, what is that? And, yeah, so that's just it. Like, what, what was it? White, white haze? White... White fuse? White haze. White you know, ha- it reminds me... Yeah. What is that? Uh, I don't know. I Do you remember... I don't know if you remember or not. I, I remember because I was working for Budweiser when Monster rolled this out. But this was... They did... This is when they started marketing their sugar-free one for women. And it came in a white can. They did that. They did their rehab series. And they did their uh, uh, Cuba Libre. And oh, that right. was a black one in the beveled can. Um. Anyway, long story short, I was working at Budweiser, and they called us in early one morning, and they're like, look, um, we're going to start selling these everywhere. Go ahead. We're gonna, just going to sit around. We're going to drink a couple of these. Give us your thoughts. This is kind of like a focus group deal. Mm-hmm. So I ended up drinking like six monsters in about, oh, I'd say about an hour. Um, Cuba Libre was the best. White hate, or the, the whatever the white one was, was really gross. But I got to tell you, dude, I ran through my 10-hour... Um, route in probably four and a half hours and then i called my boss and asked him if i needed to do more and he's like i've been shitting myself for three hours please go home i can't deal with it 
Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to you, Adam. I know you don't hear this, but I hope you're doing well, buddy. Yeah. Who knows? You know, maybe it is now 2023. We are we are approaching our third anniversary, and yeah, maybe maybe Two Wizards Podcast is like propagated throughout that way. Said I don't know. Maybe yeah, maybe. But okay. All right. Enough talking about horrible things to drink. Let's talk about some horrible things to drink with more more about the chupacabra. <laughs> oh, oh, God, that's weird. That's <coughs> what I imagine Roman seawater tastes like. <laughs> Vaguely grapey. Well, I, I, was, I was just going to say, the Greeks at, at, called it the wine dark sea, at least. But um, Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. Oh. Uh, and yeah, a Corona is a Corona. So, <laughs> um, now, granted, I know we took a weird pause break here, but I, I want to take a moment and say that, short of me listing every single chupacabra sighting slash murder that occurred from 1995 up until currently, mm-hmm. well, they're still going on, kind of, sort of. Um, most recently, though, I want to talk about these two cases because, or this case because it's. It's kind of a heavier one, and it doesn't make a lot of sense, and it's the least amount of sense made in a case, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think I know what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, So, there was an attack that occurred on December the 4th, 2004. Um, this is um, cited and affirmed through several sources, including Nick Redfern, and I've never seen a dude more pissed off because he totally missed a chupacabra attack while he was in Puerto Rico trying to find a chupacabra (laughs) than this man. But being 100% fair, this occurred in the middle of old Port, like in old San Juan at a spot called Rio Piedras Mm. in a city park in a petting zoo. So literally this attack happened in the middle of town, in the middle of a goddamn town in 2004. This is 2004. This is post 9-11. I always talk about how like the future of high definition didn't start until about 2003. That's when the future happened. And like all pictures stopped being three pixels. And like, we needed to focus on like, you know, faces and shit to find them godless terrorists. Mm -hmm. But like middle of downtown Puerto Rico, December 4th, 2004 um in this petting zoo at the tres Pied- or the rio piedras park um three goats were killed but this time it was bloody josh and when i say bloody oh, i mean this shit was bloody yeah bloody. up until now none of the chupacabra attacks have left anything behind except for the one puddle of sulfuric piss mm-hmm. and or slobber in the little girl's bedroom well, and 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 it's 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 the lack of blood elsewhere is like the story. It's like how could this thing be drained of blood and not like a drop in? Like that's the conspicuous, uh, uncanny part of it. It's like where's the blood? Right. But it sounds like this in this um, event we knew where the blood was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we see the blood. There's we a lot of the blood. blood. There's pictures of this you can find it i don't encourage it it's kind of messed up yeah, yeah, yeah um so uh these three goats had bite marks um in their back like actual bite marks but one was ripped in half and oh the back half was missing and all of its organs so read that as guts liver kidneys mm-hmm. all the good shit they had been eaten out now to be clear this is pretty th- 
anybody hearing this would go, well, Mark, that sounds a lot like a dog attack. Cool. But also, mm-hmm. all three of these goats had the classic three puncture mark in the neck. But also, but also, but also, if it was a dog attack, it should have left paw prints in the blood. And guess what? Mm-hmm. There was not left in the blood. There was a ton of blood everywhere. Yeah. But there was no prints. No. And it wasn't a three-toed prints. print, and it wasn't a five-padded canine paw print. For the first time, people saw more than just drained bodies. Now, it is a good time to remind our listeners of that little thing called blood pooling. We talked about it in a Beast of Bladenboro. We'll talk mm-hmm. about it again now. Mm-hmm. Without a heart to pump it, blood acts just like any other liquid in the world and will always pool to the lowest point in any given container. Right. Um, so sometimes, and this is a big one with cattle mutilations, they're drained of blood. Well, no, they're not. All the blood like pooled like the weird like bottom section and then a maggot ate out a hole and the blood drained out like gotcha sure but this attack happened overnight this is too long for blood pooling to occur all these attacks happen before blood pooling can really occur once again also we need to point out that at this time puerto rico was not the wealthiest spot in the world so no necropsies were performed on any of the animals we talked about tonight in 10 years of chupacabra attacks um, really, there was only one case of, like, physical evidence in Jorge and his uh, couple of hairs, or this time, and it it gets gross. And we don't know what's going on, Josh, but what we do know is that there is a couple possibilities of what the chupacabra might be. So, number one, the easiest answer, probably the Occam's razor or Occam's laser scalpel, if you will. It's mm-hmm. an alien, man. Yeah. Straight up, it is an alien being. Or the pet of an alien that somehow got loose from its alien master and then ran roughshod across the island. This would account for its sudden appearance in 1995. Well, well, and uh, our listeners will recall uh, that in the documentary Predator uh, that came out in 1987, um, the, the, the targeting device had, had three lasers on it. Yeah, like, like like three lasers in a triangle. Oh, and it <laughs> and it was set in an unspecified South American country. Wink, wink, wink. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, number according one, to this documentary, one, you because you didn't tell me that you read Chupacabra Road Trip, because there is a predator story in Chupacabra Road Trip. Number one, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay but 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 mm-hmm. it it only uh scorpion you know fatality style ripped the spine out and or ex mm-hmm. s- skin sk- skin grenaded what's the what's um, the latin word for s- cuerpo ooh. no that's body um yeah that's cor- uh well and it's dermis for dermis the, 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 well well that's greek though uh, it exterminated. It's the it's the ex, it's the exterminator. It's the exterminator. I'm for you now. I'm the exterminator. I'm going to kill you, commies. Get down. Come with me. So, if you want to exfoliate, <laughs> come to me if you want to exfoliate. <laughs> oh God. Why don't you oh, apricot scrub around, go. damn it? I should have known this. Cutis. Oh. So ex, 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 excutiated, I guess? Okay. Okay. Because, uh, like, there's there's your cutaneous 
and you're subcutaneous. Mm, mm-hmm. I should have, if I didn't have a 20 ounce Bloody Mary, I probably would have remembered that. <laughs> yeah, Josh, how anyway. could you? <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Not at all, buddy. Not at all. Um, um, uh, number, no, I got to do this. Sorry. I'll get to your yeah. predator bit in a second here. Mm. Um, so number one, according to Chupacabra Road Trip, in 1955, about 30 people watched a UFO crash into El Yunque Mountain, which backs up to what, Josh? That's right, the El Yunque Rainforest. Um, yeah. To this day, there is an impact scar there, and trees don't grow there or around it. And this is weird because it's oh a my God. fucking rainforest. Like, that's, but no, here in this one spot, it just doesn't, right? That's like... The color out of space in real life. Holy shit. Yeah, the blasted Heath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. El Maltito Heath. I don't know what Heath <laughs> is in Spanish. I don't know what Heath is in English, but... Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but to your point uh, with your Predator bit there that I know you had no way of knowing you were doing it. Yeah, um, I didn't. There was also a UFO crash in 1984 that was quickly covered up by the U.S. military, because of course it fucking was. Yeah. Uh, but from this <clears throat> crash, there were reportedly several bodies of EBEs, or extraterrestrial biological ent- entities, recovered, along with a batch of eggs. Oh my, wh- oh my, uh. Now I just. silly here. <laughs> now, now I just feel like I drank monster white haze. <laughs> We'll take another sip here because number one, the EBEs had uh, fluorescent green glowing blood that was reported all about the craft. Okay, come on. And this, Seriously? And, come and, on. And, and when did Predator come out, buddy? Yeah, that's right. Not 1984. But also, but also, those eggs were seen by locals to be loaded into crates, and the crates were spray painted with the letters N A S A. I <laughs> granted, I don't know why NASA would spray paint NASA on the side yeah, of some boxes, th- but I that is but also silly. but also this is nineteen eighty four. I when they say spray painted, I take it to mean a stencil. Like my mm-hmm. granddad was a firefighter in Denver and he they stencil spray painted shit yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. all the damn time. So you know what? Why not? So, anyway, conclusion number one. The Chupacabra is an alien or the pet of an alien that somehow got loose. Not good enough? Okay, fine. You want to get stupid? Okay, fine. We will. It was created in a secret American laboratory in Puerto Rico, where it was either genetically engineered or or the failed clone of a thylacine that escaped in early 1995. Now, Josh, do you know what a thylacine is? That's the, um, uh, oh, God. No, that's the, uh, uh... God damn you, Bloody Mary. Thylacine. Isn't that the... Okay, help me out. I'm sorry. Tasmanian tiger. Tasmanian tiger, yeah, exactly. God damn it. Thylacine. Are you good? (laughs) God damn it. So, uh, the thylacine, uh, the Tasmanian tiger, is a real, real cryptid originating in um, southern Australia slash Tasmania. Um, it was a quadruped marsupial dog with stripes on its back. The thylacine is a marsupial. It has a backward-facing pouch in which it carries its young. And apparently they can either walk on all, f- all fours or kind of like weirdly crow hop upright. However, 
the last reported sighting of a thylacine was in, uh, I want to say, Queensland Zoo in 1930, before they all went extinct. Um, it is also one of the biggest cryptids in Australia and Tasmania and New Zealand um, and some sections of um, uh, the Philippines slash New Guinea because people still think they see them. We're going to do an episode on real fake real cryptids one day and thylacine will feature in there. But suffice to say, in this case, the thylacine was taken for some reason uh, to Puerto Rico and then cloned. And then that clone got out. <laughs> And became the dreaded chupacabra. Now, now, I know how silly this sounds, but Josh, did you know that the American government has had its fingers in the Puerto Rican pie since the early 1900s? I would 100% believe that because they are still a territory, right? Territory protectorate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. No, I, I 100% believe that, yeah. Yeah, they've got tons of bases out there. You already called out the uh, Arecibo Telescope. They also used a lot of the El Yunque rainforest to test their own little war crime known as Super Agent Orange. That's right, Josh. Oh, God. Super Agent Orange. Not your daddy's Agent Orange. <laughs> this is Generation 2 of Agent Orange was tested on the jungles in El Yunque. And we all know that that causes mutation, um, pattern baldness, uh, herniation, birth defects of all types. So mayhap the Americans did make the chupacabra, just we didn't really realize that we did it. I'm also reminded of your uh, dad's buddy who always talked about, like, I had lots of hair before I went to Vietnam and got hit with Agent oh, Orange yeah. and now I'm bald. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it was uh, yeah. Jim Jim Colson. He was our... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Also, listeners, scratch off your bingo cards. Um, goddamn, is that a Netflix... Um, miniseries that i want to see that like the united states government created the chupacabra by attempting to clone the thylacine but getting it mixed up with agent orange and we were testing it in puerto rico because then we're gonna unleash this thing in cuba uh in retaliation for the cuban missile crisis see god damn it i want i want that i want that show (laughs) and it's all mixed up in the space race it's all mixed up in the same, because yeah, like sure, whatever. The first, the the only real time that the chupacabra um, uh, narrative took off was in the 1990s. But J.K., this actually started back in the 60s. <laughs> Ask not what you can chupa for your country, <laughs> but how your country can chupa you. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Chupa choose to go to the moon in this decade and the other things. Not because it's easy, but it's because we spilled some Agent Orange on this thing. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I era was talking to Marilyn when I said Chupa me, Verga. I don't know what you were thinking. Era. What? <laughs> God damn it, I'm glad to be recording with you again. <laughs> I missed you too, buddy. I missed you, you Mark. <laughs> I wish I could chupa quit you. Um, <laughs> uh, possibility number three. It is a known animal that people are misidentifying. Go back to the original case when the cop said, yeah, it's probably just a pissed off fox. Mm-hmm. Um, 
There are also report so there are also uh, several endemic species of monkeys on the island of Puerto Rico, and Ooh. while it is rare, there are reported stories of troops of monkeys attacking single animals. Um, Chupacabra Road Trip talked about how there is a girl walking out doing some shit, and um, her prized pet pig got attacked by monkeys, oh, and wow. she like had to beat him off. Mm-hmm. And eventually, the the monkeys got sick of getting hit with a, with a stick and ran away, and the pig was okay. But mm-hmm. these are also rhesus macaques. These aren't big. Mo- this isn't a okay. So if there's chimps, if there was an endemic chimp population on Puerto Rico, sure, right, ten thousand yeah. percent. It's a chimp. It's a chimpanzee that is doing this. If it's a baboon, hell, I even buy that even more. It's got the mm-hmm. long face. It's got the weird. It's got the weird. You know, like red glowing eyes. Well, it's not the eyes. It's their you know weird cheek pouches right, and you right. know a hunched ridge back with those like bristly yeah. back mm-hmm. hair but mm-hmm. it, exactly that's not it though it's it's probably well, not a monkey yeah especially with some of the reports saying this thing is like five feet tall it has a wingspan of 15 feet yeah like unless it's holding a bunch of like palm palm leaves or something palm fronds uh yeah yeah it's hard to reconcile that explanation with with some of the eyewitness testimony. Just a bit. Just a bit. Just but a bit. you did hit on the second point here. Um, It might be a huge fucking bat. <laughs> yes. That I'm here for. 100% Go here ahead for and drink. huge fucking You know bat. what? Drink. Just drink for drink giant for fucking huge bats. giant bats. Drink to that. Uh, number one, listeners, please go listen to our Terrorist Attack episode when we beat this point to death. But... <laughs> Josh, did you know that the island of Puerto Rico is not only cov- covered in rainforest, but it is also honeycombed with an elaborate cave system? I did know most that. Most of which is either unexplored or undiscovered. Well, and because in the capital city of San Juan, which is the home of the Bacardi Distillery Company, their their logo, their, their mascot is a bat because... Mm-hmm. There's caves everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they are... Bats... Hey, come to find out, bats do really, really well in a tropical setting because bats love to eat bugs. Um, yeah. We right. should point out here that there are a blood-drinking species of bat. A bat yeah, the vampire true, bat. True. But they're about as big as your hand, and they cut a little tiny hole, and they just kind of like... They give, yeah, they give just kind of like lick. Yeah, they give a lick little... of a kiss of a thing. Yeah, you're just little. It's kind of cute, honestly. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, if 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 I, uh, for next year's summer vacation, if the Mrs. Wizard and I went went to Puerto Rico and we were in a uh, Airbnb there, and I woke up in the middle of the night, like, oh man, I kind of have a tingling sensation uh, on my rib cage, and I looked down and I saw a vampire bat going to town on me. I would let it go. I would. I'd be like, it's all right, little buddy. Get your strength up. I'll get a rabies shot yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> I yeah. yeah. You know what? I'm I'm proud of you. Well, I guess I'm proud of us because I'm of the same opinion that I yeah. would uh I yeah. would let that little guy get his little he's not gonna eat much, like Right, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, sure. I'll just take the five horrible rabies shots in the morning to <laughs> Be square for all those sweet, sweet Insta hits. Yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, 
just briefly touching on our pterosaur attack episode, the largest bat that we know of is the gold crown flying fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, they eat fruit, and yeah. they're only about two and a half feet long, and they only have about a six to ten foot wingspan. They can get big. The, to be mm-hmm. fair, they get real big for a bat, but that's not what Norca saw walking across the street, you know, that faithful August night after right. she got a doggy bag. Right. Um it's probably not the vampire of Mocha. Maybe bat. Also, 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 anything that big. I, I don't know. Listeners, maybe you could tell me. Shed some light. I'm sure you don't know either because how the hell could you? How could anybody yeah, or why right. would anybody know this? Mm-hmm. But how much nutritional content is in blood, number one? But also, like, so 34 hogs. Um, okay, okay, so we'll, we'll just do this. Vampire Beast of Bladenboro, um... The one guy talked about how his one dog was a, a black lab that was drained of blood. I figured out there is about six gallons of blood, or no, four gallons of blood in a black lab, in a single black lab, right? Mm-hmm. Now, multiply that by uh, P for the pigs on the Arecibo prison farm <laughs> by uh-huh. 34. Yeah. That is a fat fucking chupacabra just drinking all that blood. I don't know. Yeah. But something mm-hmm. still killed 34 goddamn farm-sized pigs at some point. Now, these last two are the most disappointing. Number one, it is a metaphor for the, the chupacabra exists as a metaphor for the hard economic times that were rampant across the island of Puerto Rico in the 1990s. Hey, Josh. How yeah. come your pigs didn't do good this year? Well, oh, I lost a bunch of the chupacabra. Oh, shit. My cousin lost a bunch of roosters to the chupacabra. Oh, shit, I heard about that. Hey, my fucking cousin lost a bunch of turkeys to the chupacabra. And then it just kind of right. goes. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. gets kind of one into one into one into one. And that, okay, 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 maybe. Yeah, it, I, yeah. It, like we've talked about, too, it, it, it just gets like yes-anding into becoming a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Finally, along that note, according to Dr. Benjamin Radford, it is just an urban legend that got literally yes-anded into a neo-type of mythology. Whatever happens to an urban legend when it becomes true, but it's not true. Um, Again, he did five years boots-on-the-ground research in Puerto Rico. Uh, Radford speaks Spanish. I listen, Listeners, go check out his uh, Monster Talk episode. It's really good. And he talks about this. He cites that the initial description given by Madeline Tolentino was her misidentifying a rhesus macaque. Uh, Apparently, Tolentino had just recently seen the 1995 science fiction classic Species. Mm. Now, uh, real quick, just Josh, pull out your phone, go to your preferred search engine, and listeners, you to this too, and look up The Creature from Species, 1995. Oh, yeah. And tell me that that doesn't look like what we've been talking about this whole time. (laughs) Round ominous eyes. I mean, it's got some got a pretty nice set of boobs on it. I'm not gonna lie. Well, yeah, truly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One or two more of these uh, monster energy beers, and I might take a swing at it. Um, spikes down the back, gray mottled skin. Hmm, maybe. So, according to Radford, this was just Madeline Tolentino cutting and pasting something she had just literally seen right there in 1995, fresh in her mind. And we talk about this all the time. We talked about this in the Hopkinsville goblins with Mm -hmm. like how on the, like just on the, on the general, like nose of America, uh, UFO panic was little things like this, but man, I just, 
It, it doesn't matter because whatever happened, her description was the description that we take and use as reference for Chupacabra until you get into the South American, well, the, the Southwest American sightings, which are dogs or like more dog based in the early thousands. Mm-hmm. But this story, or this story and this description of the creature spread like a wave of molasses across Boston, Josh. And <laughs> that's all there was to it. To make matters worse, you know what helps spread fucking molasses like wildfire? <laughs> Being featured on the a 1996 episode of Christina and or the Mexican version of Oprah. Uh, <laughs> Christina, the Latin American talk show, picked up the story. They ran with it, talked about the chupacabra, this thing that was killing things. And suddenly that's when chupacabra sightings really exploded across not only other islands in the region, across the Caribbean into uh, Florida, into Hispanic communities, as well as Texas and Mexico in America. But God damn it, Josh, I don't know what the reason is, but it's not satisfying to me. And to be fair, I do have a ton of respect for Dr. Benjamin Radford. I do. I really, really do. But I don't buy that all of this is predicated just on one woman's delusion. Because I yeah. looked at too many goddamn pictures of dead farm animals with fucking puncture wounds in their necks and no blood around the area. There's a ton of shit. There's a, you can go look at it. Duck, duck, go. Chupacabra attack. 1995. Yeah. You'll see him too. Yeah. You can go down this rabbit hole just the same way as I did. And I'm going to be honest, dude. Being a child of the American West, I grew up with chickens and ducks and shit like this. And I got to see more than one coyote slash fox slash raccoon attack. Dude, it is a mess. All they do yeah. is make a mess. These mm-hmm. are brutal kills. The animals ripped apart, and usually the guts are eaten out. The closest right. I can even get to one of these things, like all the horrible crime scene pictures, we're going to call them a crime scene, all the horrible crime scene pictures that I saw, <laughs> the only one that got close was that 2004 attack mm-hmm. because there was so much blood everywhere. But in every other one, there's not. Yeah. And at this point, I can hear you, sweet, sweet Josh, who lives in my head, and all the listeners going, God damn it, Mark, you said Chupacabra. What about that broke-ass, janky-ass dog thing that lives in Texas? Well, don't <laughs> rush me, baby, because we're going to get there next week part with part two with Chupacabras in America. Chupacabras in America. How do you feel, buddy? Talk to me. I am feeling... Okay, so on... On the one hand, men, I'm feeling very, very, very good because I had a lot of Bloody Mary and a Corona Chaser. Duh, on the other hand, I, yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's not just somebody who saw species, assuming that even made it to, you know, yeah, like assuming that got like a worldwide distribution uh, in 1995. I, 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 I imagine I, Puerto Rico got it. They're they're America, almost. True. But I also don't think it's just that either. I... Right. I, I, I also 100% am on board with you. Like, this isn't just a, like a wild animal or even like a semi-feral animal attack because... Because, like, how do dogs and cats and wolves and foxes and stuff, like, they bite and then they, like, shake. So there'd be, like, you know, like, feathers or fur or blood everywhere. And then, j- just as you said, in 
in every case but that one, the, the exception that proves the rule, it's bloodless. In one yep. case, even boneless. What the fuck? <laughs> Doggy bag. Doggy bag. <laughs> Sorry, stop! I'll stop making that. Josh, the <laughs> dog so had good. no bones. It's no so bones good. In the dog had no, no bones in the bones. dog, and dogs love bones. Um, I am changing my fucking Twitter handle to Mark Dog Without a Bone Jones. <laughs> so, so it. I'm, I'm also still. I'm still stuck on, and and I know you're telling me just wait for later episodes, Josh. Like, I'm also still just like stuck on the fact that. These only started in the mid '90s, like, and 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 it's like ubiquitous now. You know, you could go on yeah. Amazon.com and get a chupacabra keychain for nothing, and just like, yeah, well, because there's, I know we've referenced the Futurama episode already with, oh God, what's what's Fry's name for? Um, Scratchy? No, not Scratchy. Oh, Mr. Peppy. Mr. Peppy, that's right. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, there's that. There has to be a Treehouse of Horror episode with a Chupacabra. Um, yeah, like I don't know about Simpsons, but I'm sure if you're like me and I know I am, you were a child of the 90s, you watched Cartoon Network, there's a Dexter's Lab, and it talks about yeah, Dexter's that's right. Right, yeah. experiment, Charlie. Charlie, and, yeah, Charlie. That is so. Well, and and really quick, I'm going to share this like dumbass story. I yeah, please. Was when I was a kid. Re, I, I I was a kid. I've always been this way. I've always been this wizard you see before you. Um, but I was dicking around somewhere and I started looking up chupacabra attacks and like 19. It was like 2000 internet on my grandparents' uh, iMac that they had no business having, but my yeah. uncle had bought it for him, <laughs> and they played a sound clip of that old woman going. You come in search of the chupacabra. <laughs> Actually, we like to call him Charlie. And for whatever reason, I have that moment burnt into my brain because I saw like, yeah, it, you know, just that, just that moment. And I, I was afraid of Charlie the chupacabra on Dexter's lab. It was an episode of fucking X Files, dude. Uh, El, uh, no, I, well, and X Files, de Mundo, the the world turns. Like, right. yeah. I was going to say that too. Literally, yeah. like, it just was adopted into pop culture. And yeah, sure, 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 sure. Maybe Tolentino saw a thing, and maybe she watched Species, and maybe she conflated it. Sure. But at the same time, the entire world saw this thing and then picked mm-hmm. it up. And as we're going to find out next week, Josh, it spread like wildfire through not only North America, but also South America. But we're also going to see how this goddamn blood sucking, bone stealing cracker croaker. <laughs> Has been around humanity for as long as humanity has oh, been God. humanity, not just starting in 1995. Well, and and I I do not want to uh, preemptively blow your load because when you texted me and said like, "Hey, this is what we're going to do this week," I was I was super tempted to be like, "Oh man, that sounds awesome." Hey, if you need me to prep anything, like I could look up. You know, hey, was there anything in, like, ancient Greece or ancient Rome about, like, the weird, like, not exactly mutilation, but, yeah, the desanguinization of livestock. Like, I'm happy to do that, but maybe you already have. Maybe you're already just like, oh, oh, sweet summer child. Uh, 
I mean, number one, sidebar, yeah, I'm sure you have more resource available to you than I do. Because I can tell you that just starting out, um, there's a fucking, like, in Jewish mythology, there's a fucking giant bat thing that runs around on two legs and has a spiky back. Oh, shit. Just that. Interesting. That's just awesome. that. And they talk, and I want to say, um, oh, that dude, uh, I can't tell you his name. The, the, the Muslim guy, the super famous Muslim comic. I want to say El Jabari, and that's not at all. Um, era, whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay. okay. Super famous Muslim chronicler. He talks about seeing them, like actually seeing them. Oh shit. Attacking goats in a market. Like, Oh shit. This shit has been here. This shit is here. This shit will be here. Uh, we're going to be here next (laughs) week. Wait, 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 listeners. Wait, so, so, so you're saying that, Chupacabra is the gate. Chupacabra will be the gate. <laughs> Chupacabra. Chupacabra sucks, man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. That too. But but yes, okay. So <laughs> so dear sweet listeners who hopefully still have all of your blood. Maybe this is cuz like I said, like like this topic is like prime to wizards territory. Maybe you're saying like, okay, thank Thank God, finally, Mark and Josh are talking about Chupacabra. I've been waiting for this day. I've been waiting for this moment since 1995 when I saw Predator. Chupacabra. (laughs) Chupacabra. 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 Um, But tell us. Tell us what you want to hear. Maybe you have some stories. Maybe, because again, we get to see our download stats uh, on Podbean, and we have had a not insignificant number of downloads from Puerto Rico. Maybe that's one of you. Maybe you've you have some stories that, that you want to tell uh, us about about maybe some not exactly even something that you've witnessed, but maybe something that you've heard about. Maybe it's like a family thing. We would love to hear from you. Maybe you want to give us some direction as we get into these these subsequent episodes because we have only begun. We we've only just begun to talk about Chupacabra. You can also tell Mark to that that's, suck. Yeah, you can tell that even though it was only one week, we've been dark because you and I are both singing like crazy. And God damn it, on Two Wizards podcast, do we sing? Uh, but that's anyway, how you know we did it. Like yeah, listeners. We always love hearing from you. It's always a treat, always a joy. So please get in touch with us. Send an email to twowizardspodcast at gmail.com. We're active on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Two Wizards Podcast. Find us on Twitter at Two Wizards Pod C1. Um, I am, I, I, I singularly, Josh, am on Twitter at Plaid Barbarian. I'm doing things, posting. Uh, vacation photos from when I was in Rome. And if you want more vacation photos, tell me and I'll post some more. Um, but you can find me there. Mark, our wonderful listeners can find you and they can find our our sister podcasts. Our sister and brother, I think we said that once. I, I forget the exact like gender breakdown of the Dingle podcast and can't wait to show my kids. But what else do we have going on? What are some other things? <laughs> I treat them like uh, ships on the Great Lakes. They're all girls. Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> Fair if enough. I'm not Fair talking enough. chupacabras with you. 
I am sucking it up over at the <laughs> Dangle Podcast, uh, weekly King of the Hill retrospective rewatch, where me and my buddy Johnny take two episodes of King of the Hill and we rate and review them. I think when this one drops, Josh, we should be um, into season 11. We have finished season oh, 10. We should yeah. now be into season 11. And I don't mind telling you, these are the dark days. Uh, the dark days. Lucky is in play. Um Writing is getting bad. The last couple of weeks, I have scored them as charcoals across the board. I have been oh, wow. upset and grumpy. Oh, yeah, wow. It's been a bad week to be a fucking propane wizard, tell you what. But also, if you want a more positive spin on it, go check us. Go check me out and our buddy Brad at I Can't Wait to Show My Kids, a weekly cinematic review podcast where me and our buddy Brad take a movie that was fundamental to us, but the other one didn't see. We make the other one watch it. We discuss it. And then we answer the super important question of when can I show this thing that I loved to my children? Um, I want to say most recently we watched Top Gun. Please don't Ooh. listen to Top Gun because Brad and I hated Top Gun so no. much. All we did no. was bitch about Top Gun for two hours. <laughs> no. Actually, what, what, uh, uh, this probably a month ago or so. The Mrs. Wizard and I watched uh, the like newest one, Maverick, whatever. And oh, oh, baby, to be fair, to be fair, we absolutely loved we. Yeah, we broke kayfabe, stopped talking about Top Gun OG and talked about what a better movie Maverick yes. okay. was because I was 100%. watching it. At, I also watched it like back to back and it was just like, yeah, 100 percent. Whatever Tom Cruise was trying to do in Top Gun, he actually figured it out. However, me 20, 30 years later hit yeah. in Maverick. Yeah. So go check us out over there or at me personally. You can come talk to me, please, dude. Any listeners, do you have Chupacabra bullshit? Let me know. You can do that at Marky Stardust on Twitter. Do that there, please. I need to know. I want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, uh, uh, Chupacabra isn't just a crypt of Josh. It's, it's yeah. a part of you. It's a part of me. Mm-hmm. I am finding out it is part of what it means to be, like, intrinsically Latino. And yeah. I am excited to keep going down this rabbit hole with you, listeners. Yeah, I dude. really hope that you will continue to go down this rabbit hole with us. And if not, well, you suck. <laughs> and with that note, or or tell us, are you maybe like the one person that would not let a vampire bat continue to like feast on you? Because if you are that, I have some words for you, sir or madam. So definitely at me. Yes, at me on Twitter or send an email, whatever. Uh, but at any rate... Thank you for joining us. It's always a pleasure, always a true joy to uh, to get together, to talk about amazing, fun and dumb and informative things. And I'm excited to see what comes next. Like, okay, no, perfect, right? Like, always like the three puncture holes. This is the first one. We just barely, like, broke the skin here. And then the second one, and then maybe even a part three. Maybe even a part three of Chupacabra. I don't goddamn know, but I'm excited to find out. My name is Josh, and I'm a wizard. Y mi nombre es Marcos y yo soy un mago. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Adios. <laughs> he rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed them all! Ah!